off to an amazing start. Laziest fucking intro music ever. Yeah, would that take like nine nine attempts to get it to work, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Nine? We're having exactly nine. We're having no technical difficulties at all. <laughs> Have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? <laughs> we are currently experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> Please call back later when we give a fuck. <laughs> Doug over there sucking on Vader's dick. I will say that if somebody does need nicotine, um, personally, and I was I was kind of on the fence about it in the beginning, but I think that vaping is a much better alternative. I know it's relatively new, and you know there was the popcorn lung in the beginning when they were using some kind of butter uh, flavoring. Yeah, and it fucked some people up, and I get it. And there's no way of knowing what sort of long-term issues it's going to cause. I think anytime you breathe anything other than air, there's chances you're going to have problems, but. And depending upon where you're living, it's also not necessarily to breathe the air. I get the the fires out here in Colorado right now. We're a hundred miles east of it. And you go outside and there's literally smoke hanging in the air. Like you were standing next to a campfire. It smells fantastic outside, but. It only took like, you know, 20,000 acres of fucking uh, gypsum, I think it was. going. One of them is 69,000 acres. 69,000? I thought it was 6,914,000. There's one further west that's 69,000 acres. That's all it takes to to smell like fucking campfire. South somewhere towards Grand Junction or some shit like that. Yeah. So that's what I said. We're about, about 100 miles, give or take. Um it still smells fantastic, but, um, yeah, it's, I think that in the, in the long run, I know I can't, uh, I'm not a big fan of cigarettes. My folks were both like three pack a day fucking growing up. I've probably got lung cancer just from growing up in that fucking house. And I can't stand, you know, being single and dating again. And, uh, you know, you, you kiss somebody that just had a fresh fucking Marlboro red and it's like, ah, so hold on, let me lick this ashtray in preparation. Um, I'm not a fan. So I think the I think vaping is a good uh, alternative. Plus, from what I understand, I don't vape. You know, Doug does, and a lot of the people I know do. You could also taper it down as you go if you wanted to, as far as the milligrams per tank and all that. So definitely do a lot less than what a cigarette does. Of course, then you got guys that set it down and then they just kill a tank every fucking time they go, <laughs> go hit it. So it's like, well, that's, that's not really, you're, you're not doing anything there. <laughs> anyway, that's my public service announcement for fucking nicotine addicts. All right. Outro music time. Right. We're uh, done thank you guys for listening <laughs> to the bullshit podcast. Said everything we need to say. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Um, it's kind of interesting. You know, we ran an ad, um, like anything else, I mean, we do this for fun, but we would love for more people to hear us. It's part of the, it is part of the fun, right? To get people's feedback and, and know that people are hearing, hearing us and however they want to interpret it. But I ran, we ran an ad and it's interesting because people are liking the page, right? But we're, I'm seeing no difference in, in listenership. Like none of the numbers have gone up when we look. It, do people just randomly like pages? Just like, no, oh, page, click. We have to run a cheesy Facebook ad video where it's Dan going, hold up, hold up, hold up, stop scrolling. 
Let me just have one second of your time. Hey, guys, hold on. Hold up, yeah. hold up. Just there's give me five seconds. That, there's a guy that does that for like health and fitness, um, and he's always shirtless. He's got a good body. I mean, he obviously works out and shit, but he's always like, you know, hold up, hold up. You know, hey, wait, you know, let me get your 10. And he goes on about how calories and fat and all this stuff, you know. And it's funny because the comments are always the same. They always put a fucking shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> on Tinder, I see that a lot too, where women are like, yo, what's up with all the shirtless pics and, and things like that? And the pics of you with your fish and, you know, you like you're looking for a bro. And I, I think people forget that women aren't as visual as guys are. I mean, a woman can see a good looking man and be like, damn, you know, and get thirsty immediately. But men, we lose fucking IQ points when titties are involved, right? You pull out a set of titties and we're just like, (laughs) guys are focused on looks and women are focused on what you tell them. That's why women wear makeup and guys lie out their ass. Well, there is some truth to that, right? Uh, there's a big theory on, you know, showing your woman off. Women love to be bragged on and, and shown off. And you, you got to wonder if that's, um, if it's an intrinsic genetic thing or if it's just where, where we've gotten to in society, right? It's just where we've, we've made them. Um, on Reddit, I follow a subreddit called Instagram Reality. And I fucking love it. As somebody, I've, I've been into photography and Photoshop and shit since probably early, early two thousands. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's done so much for me, Adam. Uh, (laughs) I was doing Photoshop before it was cool. Before it was cool. I really was Photoshop seven was the first, I got it off of BearShare. Um, for those of you that remember BearShare, you would have eight. No, Um, I remember. So LimeWire, BearShare, there's all kinds of neat fucking ways of getting viruses back in the day. Um, but as such, I, I see things, right? When I'm when I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, wow, that's obviously photoshopped. And I've watched a thousand fucking tutorials, like basically how to smooth skin, how to make your nose prettier, how to fucking separate your eyes from the rest of your, you know. And it's fucking creepy, dude. It's creepy the amount of editing that we do. There is no feasible way that a woman could look at advertising nowadays and have a positive image of their own fucking looks or their own body. It would be absolutely fucking impossible. Um, there's no, there's just no way. And men, I'm sure there's Photoshop and men's modeling and shit too. The thing for me is that every man has that fucking, the strong jaw, the ripped fucking abs, the big old fucking pecs, you know? Yeah. They all look like me. They all do look like you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you find the time between all your fat beats and uh, you know other endeavors. So I, you still. Go ahead, I get a little aggravated by that crap because there's a lot of ladies out there that will aspire, but you know it, it's it goes back to a Bill Burr thing. You know, you got a bunch of sixes out there that are basically upset that they're not getting treated like a 10. And the thing with a lot of these ladies is they turn around and they say all this stuff and they want to be beautiful. Uh, and they 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 want, the, you know, that shiny apple at the top of the tree. And, and then when you look at a lot 
of what these ladies are looking at. They're, they're not looking at, you know, your average guy that's in their range, you know, they've got their firemen posters and all that bullshit too. And, you know, dudes running around with hoses and, you know, it, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's a classic double standard because it's much more so how they feel about themselves than their actual opinion. But the difference is with enough charm and money, a guy can look like shit and still get laid. Oh yeah. Yeah. But with enough vagina, a woman can get laid. So yeah, I but mean, she can't, you wouldn't fuck you know, a really ugly chick cause she had money. No. And, and, and to kind of balance what, like what Doug was saying, I think too, right. They, but guys do that too. I mean, we, I don't think there's anything wrong with a woman having a high expectation, right? To me, it's not even about looks. It's about how you take care of yourself and how you take care of your business. I saw something on Facebook today that said, uh, chicks be, uh, ignoring guys with a 401k so that they can cry over a dude who can't text unless he's near Wi-Fi. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? And I thought that was funny. And that's to me, well, I mean, the ladies have a term for those guys. They call them fuckboys. They have fuckboys. nothing other to offer other than some dick every once in a while. And the problem is, is you know, there's there's an old saying amongst uh, guys that you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Right. Well, you know, the, that is also true for the ladies, no matter how much they want this totally irresponsible dude who's good looking and fucks like a tornado. He's never going to be responsible. No, you can't turn a fuck boy into a gentleman, you know, and that's, you're never going to have that. And one of the, I was, I read a book right after my divorce about, you know, one of the things being that I I thought found interesting was that most divorces are um, initiated by women, Right. And when you go in and you, I did some more research on that. And one of the reasons was that they just sort of got bored. I thought I could fix them. <laughs> right. <laughs> for, for, for uh, uh, you know, for the sake of clarity, I would like to also say that uh, most marriages are initiated by women. <laughs> and the dude didn't want to be in it in the first place. He just hung along because he was like, no, I guess I want to keep her around. And that's what she wants. Yeah. And then when she got fucking sick of him, you know, there you go. So marriage marriage is antiquated. It's an antiquated institution. Um, It, it, it's something that, you know, we, we, you say that and you're right. You know, women tend to have this mentality, this fantasy of marriage, but it was something that men kind of brought on themselves because we, you know, for generations, eons, we didn't let them work. We didn't let them own property. Um, and, and the only way that they could find any affluence was to marry a man with said influence, right? Um, so we created that trap, if you will, for ourselves. And now it's totally different. You know, I have plenty of friends, female, that make more than I do <laughs> and are driving beamers and are gorgeous and just don't, you know, and it's funny because people will ask them about men and they look like they just bit into a lemon. <laughs> like, why the <laughs> fuck would I get married? And I'm like, 
yes, queen, yes. Why? Why would you? And, and, you know, you both have your own insurance. As far as taxes, let me assure you that the tax break that you get for being married does not equal out to what happens if you find out that your fucking spouse isn't paying their taxes, right? Ask me how I know. It's not worth it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to ask you how you ask knew. Yeah, I knew. I figured. <laughs> if you, you know, if you have property and you have things or if you're worried that, you know, something happens to me, you know, she and I have been together five years. And if something happens, what happens to the house, whatever, there are powers of attorney. There are other legal means that you can take that are easier to dissolve than a goddamn marriage certificate. Okay. So that is my, that is my PSA to, to, to that is rethink the whole fucking marriage thing because you got to ask yourself, is it really worth it in the end? Worth it, dude. It's worth it. It's, I bet half my shit. I bet half my shit that it's going to be fucking worth it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, there's, there, there are people out there that have been married and stayed married and are fucking happy. And then there's those that are just fucking miserable, but they stay together because they're betting half their shit. Because half their point. shits in the fucking Annie pool right yep. now. And I know plenty of couples that when you talk to them separate, they'll tell you flat out that male and female, well, you know, if I leave him, I lose half my shit, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that is a horrible fucking reason to have to stay. As, a, as an introvert who has, who has um, you know, generalized anxiety, doesn't like crowds, the idea of having to be around another human being that I don't like <laughs> is quite possibly hell on earth. <laughs> you know, with uh, the whole institution of marriage, um, <laughs> with the whole institution of marriage, you know, it's, it, it, it's all about the ladies. Uh, you've classically heard that every time someone gets married, uh, and you've got the bride, they always call it her day. They, it, it's not his day. It's, it's not about him. It's about the ladies having something, someone to show off to all the rest of the ladies, or as I would call them, the coven, you know, <laughs> show it off to the rest of the coven that, yes, I am desirable and I can get somebody. And it's the same thing with all the fucking pictures on Instagram and the fucking gender reveal parties and the engagement. Gender reveal photos. is so funny to me. It's like, guys, we're going to get together. And the big announcement is whether our kid has a dick or a vagina. It's crazy. Well, you guys will never guess which one it is. Yeah, and it's. Did you just assume that there that gender is only binary? Did well, you? Well, you can only buy pink or blue smoke. So okay, this is problematic. Gender problematic. reveals are problematic. Cancel twenty twenty one gender reveals canceled. Canceled problematic. There's not enough <laughs> colors in the fucking spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just made our opinions on gender known pretty easily, didn't we? So yeah. I, I, I just think it's funny because no one else, not to be like rude, but no one else cares what gender your fucking kid is except for you. And you get a bunch of people together and announce it to them. Yeah. I had somebody in, uh, invite me to the gender reveal party or once. And this is almost exactly what I said to them. I'm not coming to your fucking gender reveal party. You can either tell me if it's a boy or a girl 
and we'll fucking move on. But uh, this whole bullshit, I said, I'm not, I'm not signing up for all that. You can either fucking tell me or you can not fucking tell me. I don't fucking care. <laughs> it's, you know, it's um, the, the, is it a boy or a girl has always been a thing. And I never had kids. One of the reasons that I didn't have kids is that I was <laughs> having OCD. You tend to um, kind of fixate on things. And one of the things that I was always fixated on was the idea of having a child that was mentally handicapped in some way. Right now, before the hate mail comes flying in from both of our listeners, I'm writing the email right now. Um, I have nothing against, you know, I, I don't feel like they're a burden to society or any fucked up shit like that. Um, but I don't believe that I would have been strong enough to fucking deal with it. Right. And I, I give parents who have been able to do it a lot of credit. My point being is that fuck what sex organs they have or what fucking chromosomes dominate. Just be thrilled that your fucking kid comes out 10 fingers, 10 toes and 42, 40. How many, how many chromosomes do humans have? 32, 32. There you go. So I was a little ahead of the game. Um, fuck off, Lester. <laughs> Dan, Dan doesn't science nor math. I'm not though. a scientist, so no, I just don't hold Come it on. Come on, Doc, we ain't scientists. <laughs> Tell us like it is. My uh, my hard drives are full. I assure you. Um, yeah, I, I always, you know, when people would get so fucking wound up about it's a boy, it's a girl, or oh, he really wanted a boy, or he really wanted a girl, or whatever. I'm like, how about you just get excited? that your kid is healthy and happy and carried to term. Well, well, of course we are. We are. Yeah. I can tell by the tone of your voice that it was the last fucking thing you were thinking about. You know, we're both wrong. It's actually 23 pairs. 23. Oh, that makes sense. Cause it's 23 in me. So, you know what? You listen to us for our fucking humor and our kitschy delivery. Not but they stay for the science. But they stay for the fucking science. They stay yeah, for I, the, they I, come I, for the good looks, but they stay for the science. In my head, I had the lyrics to Forty Six and Two by Tool in my fucking head. So um, I, I, I think it's adorable. It, it is utterly adorable that Dan thinks he had a had a choice in this whole not having kids thing. Yes, he could have made it his opinions known well up front but i assure you as soon as dan hung into something that uh, he thought was worth hanging into his options went to opinions and that's all i'm saying okay so that made hung into whatsoever um i didn't have kids because i didn't fucking want kids um and i am smart enough to use fucking condoms so yeah as far as as far as opinions and options Married 15 years, um, first wife wanted kids, and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> hung in, ho. Um, no, I didn't have kids because I didn't want to have fucking kids. He hung uh, into something. I don't, at least is, he I are, are you, is he fishing? Is he fishing in a lake know, full of debris? To, uh, you know, what we've been dealing with for the last several years, and uh, – Regardless of what happens between two consenting adults behind closed doors and, you know, whether certain parties encourage you to do certain things and they present things like, well, I'm on birth control and blah, 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 blah. And you get 
trapped into that whole loop. And then uh, lo and behold, somebody comes up pregnant and then, you know, you have absolutely no say in the matter. None whatsoever. I never, I never believed a woman. I mean, unless, you know, again, being married and and knowing that my ex didn't want to have kids any more than I did. Um, and I, you know, saw her pill pack. She could have been popping them out and throwing them in the fucking trash, you know, or whatever. Uh, she could have lied there about There are them. ladies that do that every are, goddamn yeah, absolutely. day. Absolutely. But until, you know, and, and I see where you're going with it now, right? You, if you're going to trust the other person, and again, I can't tell you how many instances that I've been in where the woman says, oh, you don't need to wear a condom. I'm on the pill. And I'm in, and I've never said this out loud, but I'm thinking to myself, the fact that you just said that means I need to wear a condom even more than I thought 37 seconds ago. Because um, if you're telling me that I don't need to wear a condom, chances are you have told other guys imagine, that you don't need to wear a condom. Maybe imagine getting in in someone's car and they saying <clears throat> or them saying. You don't have to wear a seatbelt, bro. This bitch got airbags. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I drive really well. You don't need to fucking <laughs> put your seatbelt on. I um, would immediately put my fucking my seatbelt, seatbelt on, on, right? I'd be looking for a second one. And and that's not to say that at some point that when you're with somebody, that at some point they decide that, you know what, we've been together three, four months and I am on the pill and this is going somewhere and I don't want to use condoms anymore. That's a completely different um, that's a completely different thing in my head, me personally, right? There are guys that would argue, women that would argue. Um, I was told by some women once that the one thing that blows their mind the most is when, you know, you're dating, you're hanging out, whatever, and it's pretty clear you're going to hook up and then bro doesn't bring any fucking condoms. Like, oh, I forgot, um, you know, and the women I was talking to, they're like, oh, that's cool. Foom pulls open their, you know, drawer and there's like a selection of fucking condoms. What size are you, bro? What <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it, it, there is, for the record, I just want to put out there that as far as I am concerned anyway, which, you know, whatever that's fucking worth. Um, if I go to a chick's house and we're hanging and all of a sudden she's like, let's fuck. And yeah, if her dick's bigger than mine. If, um she says, Hey, let's fuck. And we go in the other room and she pulls condoms out of a drawer at no point. Do I look down on them for that? Right. It's the other way around. A woman carrying condoms is not a negative thing. And I, I understand where it could get turned into that by dudes. Cause dudes are fucking assholes. I brought this up before the comedian and I need to find this skit about, you know, dudes that, talk shit about women who fuck on the first date. And he's like, you know what guys, y'all need to stop doing that. Or you know, what's going to happen. They're going to stop fucking us on the first date. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I've always thought that was funny because men tend to shit talk the same women that they're hoping to go out and fucking meet at the bar that night. Right. They want to find a chick that's cool and says, yeah, fuck it. You're cool. I'm cool. Throw this rubber on. Let's fuck. Right. They talk shit on those fucking women. And, that that's something that needs to be fixed at a very young age taught that women are allowed to be sexual too. It's okay for a woman to fucking enjoy sex and, and to have, you know, multiple partners, just like a guy. There's no, no nah, man. No, 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 dude. No, nah. that goes back to the whole valid argument. You win. That, that goes back to the whole patriarchy thing. People talk, mm-hmm. 
about the patriarchy, it's like, hey, let's tear it all down. But when we tear it all down, I don't have to hold open doors. I don't have to be polite. I can say every fucking cuss word I want to around a lady. Oh, be quiet. There are ladies present. (laughs) Fuck that bitch. If she's never heard the word fuck before, she needs to hear it some more because this isn't the last time she's going to hear it. (laughs) She's around us. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, you know, and, and what's funny is that I was raised um, to be chivalrous, I guess, right? I do open doors and stuff. And the funny thing to me about that, I also say yes, ma'am, and no, sir, etc. And I've never, I don't think I've ever had it happen personally, but I've heard stories of guys opening doors for women, sometimes on dates, but more, more typically just in general, and having a woman make a negative comment, but I can open a fucking door for myself. Whoa, sweetheart. That's Doug. Doug's raising his hand. It's happened to you on a date on a date or just in general, just in general. See, you know, I was raised up in the South, so I'm supposed to hold open doors for ladies and all of the above. And, you know, I don't mind holding the door open for somebody. I'll hold up, open a door for a dude just as easily as I will for a lady. And, but there are some people that they just get bent out of fucking shape about it. But at the same time, you know, let's say I'm on the, uh, you know, the light rail out here. I'm on the Metro and let's, and, and, and let's say a uh, lady gets on board and all the seats are taken, right? you know, common courtesy uh, patriarchy based right. common courtesy would say that I need to stand up and give that bitch my seat. Oh, bro, you need to manspread. You need a manspread. I fucking yeah. hate that. You know what, lady? I have fucking nuts down there, okay? And sometimes it just feels good to open up the legs a little and let the boys just kind of fucking hang because there, there are a couple of design flaws down there as far as that goes, and they get a little pinched. I'm just saying. So No, no, no. Yeah. There's no design flaws. Our most sensitive part of our body should be on the outside hanging. I could be totally off base here, but my personal opinion of where I think that comes from is ladies, you know, wearing skirts for years with, you know, panties or lack of panties or whatever else. And they're trying not to show show the whole world what they've got. So they've trained themselves over the years to sit with their knees practically fucking a lot together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was taught in etiquette, you know, hundreds of years ago that you, right, you uh, hold an aspirin between your knees kind of joke, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like guys since, you know, unless you're into kilts there are no guy skirts it's all pants so our junk is naturally covered up so when we sit we sit in the more natural pose and the lady's like oh look at him just spread all this shit out over there meanwhile they're fucking straining to hold their goddamn needs together because they're afraid they're going to show somebody their vag hey i'm sorry that's not on me that's on you have a nice day funny funny thing that popped in my head when you said that there's a movie and I can't remember what it is, but this this dude is dressing as a woman to um, to keep out of trouble, like he's hiding from somebody or something. And the women that he's hanging out with finally realize what's going on because 
he drops something. And when he does, he closes his knees together real quick to catch it. And they all look at him because if you if you wore, if you grew up wearing dresses and shit, you would open your legs and let the dress act like a canopy and catch whatever your um, whatever you dropped. And they're all looking at him. And it's just, it's funny because again, that would be a trained behavior, right? Again, like you said, if men wore kilts, they would do the same thing. Open the legs, let it fall into the kilt. If women wore pants, they close the knees together and, you know, created something to, to catch it with. But I'm with you on that. Like the, the part about it's not me or my fault. I, I consider myself fairly, um, to use the term woke, right? I, I accept and understand the patriarchy. I accept and understand that there are things that have not been fair in this world. And I do what I can to, um, you know, do better. But when I say yes, ma'am, or no, sir, it reminds me I was with my ex and we went through a Starbucks. Now my ex was a big Starbucks addict. I'm not a big fan, but every now and again, I like a little Frappuccino action too. Right. So we're going through and I make the order and the voice on the other end is very feminine and lacking testosterone. So I say, you know, total be $162 for two drinks. Cause it's Starbucks. And I'm like, oh, okay, uh, thank you, ma'am. And I go to, I say, yes, ma'am, or thank you, ma'am. And I hear my ex, she's like, oh, and I look over and she's like, I'm like, what? And she's like, mm. I was like, what, is it a dude? And she's like, mm. like, okay. So we get to the uh, window and I'm just going to go ahead and say this and hate, have everyone hate me, but um, Too late. This, they're right. This female, and it was a female was obviously a lesbian, was a butch lesbian, and apparently takes offense when you say, yes, ma'am, or something like that, right? So she's a total asshole to me after that. And I'm just thinking to myself, you do judge a book by its cover sometimes, right? And if I hear a female voice, I assume it's a woman. And if I hear a male voice, I assume it's a male. Now, if I would have come around to the window and it had been a dude with a beard, right. And he sang like the dude from Coheed and Cambria. Uh, I would have been like, Oh, Hey man, sorry about that. You know? And he'd be like, Oh, no problem. I get it all the time. You know, it's, it's not a big deal and it's not meant to be offensive. What's wrong, Lester? Um, it's Nothing. I just like the role play you're doing. Like yeah. that. It's not meant to be offensive. And I think intent has a lot to do with, whether or not something is offensive. Now, if I call you a racial slur and then I go, well, I mean, no offense intended, get the fuck out of here. You yeah, but if you accidentally call somebody the wrong gender and then they correct you and then you call them what they prefer, that's fine because you're not intending to like yeah, insult anybody. Right, right. But if they don't even give you one chance, that's a little fucked up. That's my, well, that's my point is that don't hate on me because I said, yes, ma'am. And you're like, I prefer to be called they. Okay. Oh, I- Cool. Totally hate on certain groups. I hate bro dudes. <laughs> I really, just don't right. like. Uh, just don't like bro dudes. Uh, I don't like them. Uh, and and it's it's not so much hate, but with the who I would refer to as the John Wayne lesbians. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I find them amusing. Because every time I've encountered one, 
it seemed like they had to out masculine me. Right. And right. I just found it, you know, it's like, okay, you know, that's cool. You do you. And like in the back of my head, I'm fucking losing it. You know, we're not, not like losing it where, you know, I'm having this internal rage. I'm just trying not to fucking laugh, but you know, they're kind of, they're, they're, they're interesting. They well, are I, really I interesting. That comes across as a mental issue, right? When you have to act, it's like you're emulating what you think that other sex is. And people would say, well, that's just their personality. You're hating on their personality. No, when you meet enough of them that you realize they're emulating something, it starts to get a little strange, right? Um, I worked with a guy when I waited tables and he was gay and I had no idea because he, he did not fill out my didn't, you know, check the box. Yeah, of what I thought gay was, right? I was in my mid twenties, I think. Oh, he didn't binge you over the table and fuck you. Pretty so. much, right? He didn't run around like RuPaul, <laughs> like work every time he'd fucking throw a salad together, work. Um, and the day that he told me he was gay, we were drinking at a party or something, and I, he was trying to drop hints, man. And all night I was just fucking like not getting it. And finally, he's like, Dan. I'm fucking queer. I suck cock and I like it. And I remember I had this moment, this epiphany moment. I just stood there for a second and was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like all this shit started to like make sense to me after that. He really yeah, calibrated my radar. Your, your, your head played, uh, did the automatic replay d- during all these sequences. <laughs> it was like a montage. <laughs> where it wasn't like where you weren't sure. And you're like, well, maybe I don't want to assume. And then it it's like, even, back and it checked all the boxes. Right that there. was the funny thing is it wasn't even assumed. The guy was like a fullback in high school. He dipped. He always had a fucking dip in his mouth. We worked on the transmission on his, his big old Ford F-150 old like mid eighties F-150. Uh, we dropped the transmission down and shit and changed the seals. So like, just not, just, just not what in my head, what I thought. And it was a great learning experience for me. Right. It, it taught me that again, like you said, not, yeah, exactly. Not every lesbian is well, funny story is it meant, so he, he calibrated my gaydar. Like it, it, I realized then, but he had a thing for what he called flaming homosexuals. And some of the shit that would come out of his mouth when they'd come into the restaurant. And I'm like, John, you can't call people that. And he's like, yes, I can. I suck dick. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. That's not how that <laughs> works. You still can't call them, you know, horrible fucking slurs like that. But he hated effeminate homosexuals. And his point was kind of a little more extreme version of what you and I were saying is he just didn't understand why they needed to act like that. And I said, well, you know, it's just their personality. It's who they are. But then about three months later, after that all went down, one of our managers, cute little girl, always had makeup on and, and just was very effeminate. And we were doing something at a table one day. I think we were like counting out money or, you know, rectifying something. And uh, I said, so you live here. I said, why do you come all the way down here? Why don't you go to the other location? And she's like, um, that's complicated. And I said, well, you know what? She's like, well, I'm, I'm actually dating one of the cooks up there. And I knew that restaurant because I'd gone up and gotten supplies. And I was like, oh, who? And she's like, mm-hmm, Beth. And I'm like, bit, bit, the blonde, the bit. Wait a minute. Hold on. And she's like, yeah, I'm a lesbian. 
And I was like, okay, see, my mind just cannot handle all of this at once. So now I know that not all gay men are RuPaul and not all lesbians play softball and want to beat my ass after a couple of beers. Oh, yeah. I'm so confused right now, right? But the, the calibration, and it made me realize that, you know, I had some um, some incorrect, some some twisted views on homosexuality and everything. I've never thought it was a choice. Oh, they could be straight if they want to, but Satan's got them by the genitals, and now they choose to be gay. That is the dumbest shit ever. You could argue that it's a mental it's disorder. Just, you know, uh, I've had that conversation with people, um, but at the end of the day, if a man is attracted to other men or women are attracted to other women then they're homosexual. And that's, it's just not a big fucking deal of all the things we have to work to deal with in the world today. I don't understand why we're so concerned about who does what with their whatnots. I just don't get it. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly, um, I think it was, uh, Michael Stipe from REM, you know, uh, he put it something about, you know, it's like you really shouldn't care who sits on my dick? You know, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was something like that. And I don't, um, it's, you know, it's like, I know I may have a little bit of, uh, angst towards the way certain groups act, but dude, whatever cranks your tractor, lights your flame, whatever else, go out and go do that shit because, I want to deal with you as a pleasant human being. So whatever it takes for that to happen, that's, you know, that as long as you're not, you know, out fucking kids or doing any shit like that, whoever you want to sit on the end of your dick or, you know, invite in between your legs and whatever, I, I, I don't care. Just do that shit, knock it out. Be happy. Just don't be <laughs> fucking pissy, on the edge human being who is set off by goddamn everything. I would much rather somebody, you know, as opposed to like, you know, say, let's say I go to the local 7-Eleven and let's say there's a guy attendant there. He's a homosexual and he loves to go to just raving orgy parties. Fuck yeah. All right. And I would rather see him on a Sunday after he went to his raving <laughs> orgy party on Saturday and got all his rocks off and he's just a fucking blast to be around. I want to hang out with that guy. I don't care how many dicks he sucked. I don't care what he had in him. I don't care who did what to him as long as he's happy about it. Right. Versus him having to go to his wife's in-laws who, you know, he fucking hates because he's married so that no one knows that he's a homosexual, you know. And that's I was talking to somebody recently about sexuality, sexuality in general, I think, causes a lot of problems in today's society. And I think. Porn is a perfect example of that. And the reason I say that is that if people weren't as um, pent up and and backwards on when it comes to sexuality, porn would not be the fucking industry that it is because everyone would be out there doing what they want to do to begin with, with no shame. Uh-huh. And the problem is that we, I knew so many, again, married couples that 
they don't have sex because either he's just not interested or she won't do the things he likes or he won't do the things she likes or whatever. I've always said that sexual compatibility might be one of the most important fucking things in a relationship between partners. And the reason I say that is because I have friends already, right? You guys are my friends. We hang out. We do. We, we like doing the same stuff. Okay. So fucking never gets into the equation. Okay. But if Doug likes rim jobs and I'm not into it, over time, Doug's going to be like, come on, Dan, go down on me. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to fucking do it. I don't want to. And then that creates this tension and this, this you're, you're lacking something that you want and need in your, in your physical relationship. And I think that that has a lot to do with a lot of failed relationships and, and maybe not failed as much as just not completely happy. Um, so I think that you have to be sexual, sexually compatible, right? And there may be little things off and on that you're not totally into like he wants to bring a chick another chick into the bedroom and chicks like and eh, not into that whatever so you know what i say hey then find somebody who is into that or for the female find somebody who's not into that one or the other sexual compatibility is super fucking important i think more more so than we give credit to in my opinion yeah. that's why you should wait until marriage to have sex so you make sure that you're sexually compatible. oh my god you know <laughs> oh my god could you imagine two people being married legally if you right okay <clears throat> so Let's look at that for a second. And it, it, you got to wonder if somebody's just in the background, just giggling while they're fucking writing these rules, right? Um, that you have to, you meet this person, you lock in together, like forever, no matter what, okay? You're not allowed to have sex. You're supposed to lose your virginity to this person. Uh, if it doesn't work and it's not what you like or what you want, you can't cheat on them because you're going to hell for that. I mean, just the, the whole, again, institution of it makes zero goddamn sense. Zero. Wait a Wait a second. You mean to tell me that there are religious rules and customs that are bullshit? I'm sorry. This is how you and all three of our listeners, one of them accidental because he thought it was from the Showtime TV show. Um, <clears throat> that yes, indeed, there are a lot of things about religion that are fucking stupid. So, um, nah, nah, man, nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adam, who goes to church every Sunday and Wednesdays, um, twice on Wednesdays, actually. So, and I, I have no problem with people who go to church. I have no problem with people that are into religion. Just keep it the fuck away from me. That's all I ask, right? It, it's kind of like the whole gay thing. I don't fucking care. I don't care what you do with your body. I don't care what you do with your mind and your soul. If you want to go to fucking church and that does it for you and it gets you through, boo-boo, I get it, right? We all need something. We all need something. And if religion does it for you, that's great. But my problem is, did you know there was a, there was a study done that um, people in the United States hate atheists more than Muslims, right? And we all know how Americans fucking love to hate on Muslims, right? But if you're an atheist, that's even worse. It's like, okay, so you're cooler with a guy that you perceive as having a God that hates yours or doesn't get along with yours, or they were neighbors in the wrong fucking community. I don't even know how that goes, but the guy who's just like meh to all of it. Well, fuck that guy. Cause if he doesn't have religion, then he has no moral compass. He doesn't know what's right or wrong. You know, he's sucking Satan's dick, which is Do you funny. know how Christianity spread? Do you know how it came to be the number one religion, Dan? Probably the same as herpes, but they rolled through and killed everyone who didn't fucking believe in it. There so. is that. There is yeah. that, right? We it's like kind of built into the religion. It's kind of built in to hate anyone who doesn't believe in it. We kind of forget about the crusades, right? We wanna, you know, talk about how 
Islam is this big radical fucking nonsense because that's what people are spoon fed by the media. Oh, look at all this radical nonsense. And there is a lot of it. But Christians There's had their fair share of it too. Right, absolutely. And and look at the look at the fucking Westboro Baptist Church and the shit that comes out of their fucking mouths, right? And I somebody you know, I was having that disagreement with and they said, Well, you know, Muslims and they blow shit up and all that. I'm like, not all of them, dude. I know a few, and they're actually very sweet, kind fucking people. And if you look at their religion, again, you've got your fundamentalists that are like, yes, let's rape fucking children and kill people and all that. I said, but Jesus Christ, if you go look at some of the Old Testament stuff, right, uh, you're not allowed to eat shellfish, and uh, which I know doesn't quite equate to killing children, but I really like crab and fucking lobster. Um, but there's there's other stuff in there about women and fucking murder and death and other goddamn nonsense, right? We're doing a Dutch studio. We don't. Nobody listens to that anymore. Okay, now you sound like many, 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 many other Muslims that go, yeah. So we actually don't do that anymore. But there are some fundamentalist fucking nut jobs that do. Um, but we don't want it. So I told them. I said, okay. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna assume every Muslim is exactly like this you know, terrorist organization, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that all Christians are the same. I'm going to equate all of them with the fucking Westboro Baptist Church, right? And they got, rah, 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 rah. I love triggering people like that. I love triggering people when they're being fucking stupid. And um, that's just how I, that, that's how I feel about it. But yeah, people, people will, will deal with, uh, you know, that more than they will an atheist. And that just fucking, that blows my mind, you know, or whatever. A lot of shit blows my mind these days. The fact that the Democrats popped off with fucking Joe Biden, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I figure we shit on Trump a lot, so it's only fair that we shit on Biden a little bit today. That's um, not fair. You shouldn't shit on a dying man. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, we're all dying, right? Um, you know, he 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 drafted up the fucking police state with the bills that he pushed through, and she fucking enforced it. You know, she she brags about her weed convictions and stuff like that. Um, they're, they're ushering in the same thing that the Dems have been preaching against for the last couple of, you know, this last year and smashing shit, burning shit. Go ahead, Adam. What do you got? But what you're forgetting is Republican bad. Democrat good. Unless, well, depending on who you're talking to, right? Orange man bad. Orange man bad. You know, and again, I think we all collectively can say that we despise Trump and everything he stands for, except I do like the shower head thing. I, I do think we need to open up the shower heads a little bit more. Um, shower head? Yeah. Uh, no, no one else in this call gets that. So you're yeah, going to need no to get plan. You got to explain, fucker. Well, hold on. So, you got to explain it. So he is calling for a change in, um, hold on, I can't fucking type and talk at the same time. What a worthy cause right now. Let's change the shower heads. Yeah. And this is, this is BBC. So it's all, you know, communist propaganda. Um, but it says U.S. calls for shower rules to be eased after Trump hair complaints. The U.S. government has proposed changing the definition of a showerhead to allow increased water flow following complaints from President Donald Trump about his hair routine. Under a 1992 law, showerheads in the U.S. are not allowed to produce more than 2.5 gallons of water per minute. The Trump administration wants this limit to apply to each nozzle rather than the overall fixture. <laughs> Consumer and cons conservation groups argue that this is wasteful and unnecessary. 
The changes were proposed by the Department of Energy on Wednesday following complaints by Mr. Trump at the White House last month. So shower heads, you take a shower, the water doesn't come out. You want to wash your hands, the water doesn't come out. So what do you do? You just stand there longer, you take a shower longer. Because my hair, I don't know about you, but it has to be perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's where the fuck we're at, people. That's where the fuck we're at. And you know what fucking kills me is that all the comments on these fucking, you know, the, the news stories, well, I mean, he's not wrong, you know, fucking shower. if I want to pay for the water, and da, da, da. okay, that's fine. And I get it, right? A lot of the conservation stuff, I don't agree with either, you know, but at the end of the day, we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic and I don't feel he's handling very well. And he's worried about fucking showerheads. So there's the state of affairs that we are in, ladies and gentlemen, right? Goes even beyond TikTok. We had, you know, last episode we discussed TikTok and, you know, the, the spyware. So and dumb, whatever we feel we are <laughs> with really it. Right? But there you are. So, but Biden's is- no goddamn better. I mean, Biden and, and Harris are no goddamn better. And that's this, that is the sad state of fucking affairs that we are in. What is considered some to, to, to a lot of people to be the greatest country in the goddamn world. We are one of the most powerful countries in the world. One of the most influential com- com- companies, fuck, I'm mad, countries in the fucking world. And these are the best candidates that we can manage to fucking put up to be voted on, to run, rule, lead, and influence this fucking country. This is as good as we can fucking do, dude. I could do better than these fucking people, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, okay? I can barely balance my fucking checkbook and keep food in my belly, but I feel like- Dan 2020. Dan 2020, right? It's just fuck. Here's the thing. Um, I, you know, it's like- I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as pro-Biden. I've seen his career for a long, long time. And under normal circumstances, and I do mean under normal circumstances, I would tell you that Biden would be the last person that you would want in the White House until 2016. (laughs) I'm with you, dude. I'm with you, right? And I I won't vote for Biden again. I'm going to go Joe Jorgensen with the uh, the Libertarian Party because that's who I've, I've voted Libertarian the last few elections. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm 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 with you. Biden doesn't have what it takes. Again, he's a he's a f- fucking he he truly is a fucking Nazi. Again, if you look at the the policies that he's pushed out, I, I really believe he's he's a big proponent of a police state, man. Him and Kamala Harris both. And I just don't, I don't understand again where the Dems are fucking coming from uh, with, with those two. Like that's the best you could do. It's like you want to lose, you know, they're bought and paid for already. So they just ran with them. I would agree with that, that it's that we're going to get another four years of Trump. I really do believe that. I think so. All right. We'll see. I've discussed this problem before, and I think I've even discussed it on the podcast as far as the way we run primaries is wrong. We have been running them wrong ever since I'm aware of that we've been running primaries because we start them off in these handful of states. And the thing is, is uh, where you have 26 candidates for a job. 
though what those people have to do is attract somebody because when you're in a field of 15, 20, 30, you've got to do something to stand out from the rest. So what they do is they go towards the fringe to collect those fringe people because in the early stages of it, that fringe is enough of a base to push you and your agenda forward. And then as the general election comes around, that fringe is not going to hold you up and you have to attract more of the mainstream, more of the middle, more of the moderates. But the thing is, is the way we get this system uh, and it pops out these fringe candidates and it pops them out almost every fucking time. Um, And if you want to uh, dig into that, uh, be my guest. But, you know, you start hearing about uh, far left and far right candidates coming out of these because you're talking Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. And when that field is that big, if you can shore up the 9% of the crazies that are out there, you can stand head and shoulders above the rest and then get some name recognition and then kind of get your train rolling. Yeah, because um, you would think that you're, you'd think that middle ground, right, would be where you'd want to go because there's so many of them. There are so many middle ground people, but you, you're, you're probably onto something that as long as you can get the fucking nut jobs and get that percentage and just eke through and get enough that you get on the ballots and then you get your fucking name out there and you, and then you start the whole back and forth of, of um, him bad. No, him bad. Everybody bad. That's about all you got to do. Apparently. Right. That's exactly what they say. Everybody bad. Mm. Dude, I am, I am, I am almost looking forward to the fucking debates this year. And, and I hate the debates because they're, they're just stupid, but you're going to have fucking Donald Trump and Joe Biden bickering at each other on a fucking stage. And I, for one, will be watching that because that's going to that's going to fuel our podcast for like months. And Biden's going to have sunglasses on and Kamala Harris is going to be standing behind him, holding him up. <laughs> a little weekend at Bernie's action. <laughs> it's like you can see her taking his mouth. Hey, everybody. Well, There's going to be a stick attached to his jaw. <laughs> See, that was the thing where, because the, this is fucked up. Trump is what has made Biden look normal. All right. Now, <laughs> now Joe Biden will say whatever is on his mind at the time, whatever idea pops into his head, it's, it's, it's highly likely to come out of his mouth. That's why every time before now, Biden has gone up for president, he never made it past the primaries. Because uh, the thing is, is like he'll say something that's an outrageous statement, and then he'll talk to his people, and his people are like, Joe, what the fuck is going on here? What are you talking about with this bullshit? This is why you're fucking wrong. And then here's the thing that separates Biden from Trump. Biden will put out a statement saying, yeah, I'm sorry. I fucked up my bad. All right. 
Trump, when it comes to that, doubles down on whatever raw shit that he went with. You know, it's it's like, you know, uh, you know, he could say Mexicans eat babies one day and then he would get off his get off the stage. People would come to him. What the fuck are you talking about? Fucking Mexican eat babies. You know what? You got to do something about this. And he would get on Twitter the next day and say, yeah, that's fucking right. I said Mexicans eat babies. Hashtag sad. But yeah. here's a here's a picture of me eating a burrito bowl. Yeah, <laughs> that's what he did. He yeah. did that on Twitter, dude. There's, you know, it was a taco salad to be precise. <laughs> and and again, it reminds me this taco salad. It reminds me a little bit of um, oh shit, what was his name? Uh, had the chick from Alaska. Uh, was oh, you're talking name? about uh, John McCain, McCain and, and uh, Sarah Palin. Palin. Sarah Palin. That was um, – I remember watching a documentary on that or a movie or something, and basically that's – everyone kind of – it was the same thing. You know, he was running sort of a political campaign or whatever, and she'd come out and just be like, Wah! and whatever the fuck came out came out, and just she yeah. thought that she was – she almost got – like lead singer disease, you know, there's just thought her shit didn't stink. And it absolutely fucking destroyed his campaign because people were like, nah, fuck this crazy bitch. Um, well, she was an idiot. And that's very much so because I am not, you know, it's like, I am not pro Trump. I'm not necessarily pro Biden, but it's kind of, you know, if I got a choice between, herpes and super aids i'll take the herpes just give me my fucking valtrex and we'll call it a day but uh the 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 whole thing with when they were talking early on in the process about uh biden's vp and he said he was going to nominate a woman and i'm like oh my god please let's not do this again to where it's just any fucking woman because the thing was is I think the Republicans were having a hard time sort of making up their minds. And I think Alaska was far enough out there with with few enough people with simple enough issues to where she hadn't got a whole lot of press coverage for that. Nobody really watched. Just just a little bit here and a little bit there. And she did some things in Alaska – uh, they like the bridge to nowhere where there was this large public spending project that went out to a place where, uh, where nobody lived or nobody visited or something like that. I didn't really dig into the specifics of it, so I can't say for certain, but she killed that progress, uh, that uh, project and got a lot of Republican street cred for that. But nobody ever really bothered to dig into her crazy bitch background. Yeah, and there's 15-year-old kids that'd be like, well, why are we spending all this money if this bridge doesn't go to anywhere where people are? We shouldn't do that. Okay, let's fucking nominate them for something. And I think people are – the reason that they chose Biden is the fact it's – they're hoping that some of that Obama charm, mystique, you know, magic is still there. And then you choose a more female on top of it. Well, it's more name recognition. That's what got Biden. 
through the primaries because make no goddamn mistake about it. If you go back and you look at the primaries in order of the states, Biden was getting his ass handed to him for a while. He he was just he was able to hang in because he had name recognition and because he had people that were willing to give him money. So he was able to hang out longer in the process. And he didn't, you know, he started picking up a couple of states here and there, but he didn't really come out until Super Tuesday, which uh, is basically kind of halfway through that process. So if he couldn't have held on until Super Tuesday, uh, guess what? We would be talking about either Bernie Sanders or fucking, uh, oh, God. What's her name? Consumer protection advocate. Uh, come on. Pocahontas. Uh, oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about now. I can't think of her. Elizabeth Warren. Her name. Elizabeth Warren. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. Right now, we would either be talking about Bernie Sanders or Fuck Elizabeth Bernie Warren. Sanders. Fuck Bernie Sanders. Bernie. Bernie. Uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie. So, you know what? Let's, let's we uh, all give free money. All right. Yeah. Everyone gives free everything. Right? It's work. worked for it's worked for what Venezuela, communist Russia, yeah, um, you know Cuba. It's worked for so many countries. I'm not sure why we haven't fucking jumped on it. Listen, listen our economy would be booming if no one had to work, right? So yeah. No one would have to. No one would have to. No one would be unemployed because everyone was unemployed. Is that the? You're not really unemployed if you're getting paid, dude. Right? It's not the same. You just you just print more money, Alyssa Milano. Go ahead. Yeah. The the the. Well, here's the thing about it is. You want the parties to be kind of close to in balance because you want things because, you know, uh, there's two kinds of things that work their way through Congress where they talk about bipartisan majorities. It's either A, stuff that's good for America, or B, stuff that that is – getting con- campaign contributions from both sides. Pharmaceutical companies are fucking great about that. But, yes, there's lots of pointing and other stuff going on. Oh, if you people could only see the visuals in these. I have considered I've, I've considered screencasting these so that people get the full full experience. But let me let me let me shift gears on you here. We know we know I'm, I enjoy doing this. Let's talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yes. Holy Let's talk shit. about Marjorie Taylor Greene, because I know that, Doug, you you had, uh, I don't know how, how recently you had been introduced to QAnon. I was introduced to it a couple of years ago when someone that I thought was a relatively intelligent person um, introduced me to it, preached it, swore by it. It's a religion for this person. They, they are very deep into it. And... I started following it on Reddit and 4chan and a couple of places just to kind of get it, you know, like, okay, well, this person's really into it. Let's see. I was dumbfounded how fucking ignorant it was, how stupid this was. Right. But of course I'm just not woke enough. I'm not enlightened enough to understand how. If you don't believe an unverified anonymous 4chan post, and if you don't take it at face value, because no one would just get on the internet and lie. So if you don't, if you don't believe it, that honestly, you're just of a lower intellectual bracket in the rest it's of It's like us. me, Plankton, and fucking 
you know, that's it. We'll, we'll see. We Sing, can single cell organisms. Just right we can tie this back into our earlier conversation mm-hmm. where we talk about going to the fringe and going out there and getting the crazies and the crazies are enough to put you over. As a matter of fact, we have a local example and her name is Lauren Bobert. Lauren Bobert, uh, what happened is she went to, uh, how, how she got her name out there. He, she went to a, uh, Beto O'Rourke, uh, rally when he was out here in Colorado and, uh, Lauren Bobert, uh, was part of a couple of restaurants. I think that uh, I believe her and her husband known, I may not be correct yeah, on that, so. but it's called like Shooter's Grill. And obviously they're pro second amendment. Their thing is they kind of wanted it, wanted to be the hooters of guns. Uh, they, in their restaurants, they have uh, rather attractive waitresses that walk around, but they are open carrying pistols. So it is the shooter's grill. So I'm she totally goes down with that, by the way, like yeah, that, that is the one restaurant that will never, ever get fucking robbed. Right. You will never hear of that restaurant. That's like when the, in the movies where they run in and it turns out to be a cop bar, you know, guys come in, give me all your fucking oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, so she goes to a Beto O'Rourke rally and Beto O'Rourke was pretty well known for, um, I actually want to ban uh, military style rifles and uh, and you know that kind of came up in the rally uh, you know do you want to ban AR-15s hell and he's like hell yeah I want to take your AR-15s and you know the the crowd that was out there for his rally were obviously his supporters and, you know, they all start cheering and then she's like, then she stands up and she's like, you know, hell no, you're not going to take my AR-15 and blah, 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 blah. And that was sort of her entrance into politics. Now, early on in the cycle, she's go, she was going up and against an incumbent Republican. Um, but in order to, because it's like when you're going up against uh, someone from a political party in uh, in a primary, the only way that you can slip past an incumbent is to be more of what that party espouses for than the other person. So early on, she uh, uh, acted as if she was a QAnon follower and then got some of the crazy tin hat right wing uh, conspiracy theorists in her camp to give her enough of a push for her to gain some momentum. And then after she won that primary, they started asking her questions about QAnon. And then she went back and she deleted all those fucking posts. Doesn't know what anybody's talking about now. No, I've never been a follower of QAnon, but early on, she reached out to the fucking crazies to have enough of a push to get her over the hump. Well, and let me, for those like, you know, we know what QAnon is. So let me, for those who don't, um, just a a quick wiki thing here. Uh, QAnon is a far right conspiracy theory detailing a supposed secret plot by an alleged deep state against president 
Donald Trump and his supporters. Uh, the theory began with an October 2017 post on the anonymous image board 4chan by Q, uh, who is presumably an American individual, uh, but it probably became a group of people at some time. Q claimed to have access to classified information involving the Trump administration and its opponents in the United States. Um, so as somebody who went and you know read this stuff, some of the claims that they made um, that there that there was going to be this I remember the one that I liked the most there was going to be this nationwide power outage uh, that the deep state was going to create and it was to stop something I don't even remember and they deal in memes and pictures and these memes are supposedly it's it's baked in cryptography like they did in World War II with the newspapers where they'd run ads and the ad would you know tell people where to go and what to do and shit like that right. Um, it's fucking insane. And it's not only is it fucking insane, but as Adam pointed out, this is all anonymous. This is all just anybody can get on these sites, folks. These are not, it's like Facebook or fucking Gmail. You just sign up, you create a user and you post whatever the fuck you want to post. I don't, you don't even create a user. user on 4chan. No, you can't. You, oh, you that's can, right. yeah, it's just you can post totally anonymous. That was the thing about these uh, Q posts because the Q posts, so supposedly had a little dig digital signature where somebody would put a series of characters up. Oh, to, there is to, a way to prove that you you're the same person that's been posting yeah. by sending the server data and then it sends you back this encoded string. But and they were putting that out there. All yeah. that proves is that you're the same dude who was lying up above. Yeah, feeding feeding bullshit, right? So I this heard. this woman in Georgia, right? This Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, is very much the, the light um, Republican uh, for the, the – she, she won the Georgia Republican primary for Georgia, right, um, for their 14th congressional district. And um, she is apparently a fairly vocal yeah. supporter. Yeah, um, she, where like she's not backpedaling like the chick down here in, in Castle Rock or wherever did she's like you said fucking doubling down right? Um, yeah, they, they, they're they're uh, they're more or less uh, identifier that they will use when they say something, so other QAnons will know what the fuck they're talking about. I believe it's where one goes, we all go or some, yeah. it's some variation of that. And so if you ever see anybody say that they are officially fucking crazy. And well, I'm and going she... to quote another Republican. Uh, he was a freshman Republican. Uh, his name is Denver Riggleman. He was a Republican from Virginia. Um, his quote about QAnon is QAnon is the mental gonorrhea of conspiracy theories. It's disgusting and you want to get rid of it as fast as possible. <laughs> he, he, he was actually ousted by uh, nice. somebody who followed QAnon closely. And, you know, that's, that's, that's the weird thing. Um, you know, you've got a lot of people who have followed a lot of Republicans and specifically a lot of conservatives for a very long time. And for a very long time, uh, the Republicans uh, and the conservative movement inside the Republican Party was all about personal responsibility. 
fiscal responsibility, family values, and freedom. And then Donald Trump came along and co-opted the Republican Party, uh, and he started spouting a whole bunch of racist shit. Uh, a lot of, you know, I'm going to build a fucking wall. Mexico's going to pay for it. Uh, you know, he he went really far down the rabbit hole, and pretty much all of the establishment Republicans were really shocked at what oh, yeah. the fuck he found. Uh, and that's, right. that's why you've seen so many Republican representatives that they, you know, they've just decided not to run anymore because it's more or less not the party that they signed up for. And like, fuck it, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, see, the fucked up thing about it is, is they spent all these years courting these fucked up tin hat people until some of it started becoming mainstream by the way that we fucking run our primaries. And then when it gets out there, you know, it's like uh, uh, I would I would call it like the Justin Bieber effect. You know, there's a lot of people out there that really don't like Justin Bieber, but it became popular enough to where he got a following. Some fucking people came around and now you got the, what do they call themselves? The believers, you know, they're all, they're, they're all about the fucking Justin Bieber. Well, now we have the QAnon people who are all about whatever insane Alex Jones level, Donald Trump level, QAnon level bullshit that people want to spring out like fucking Pizzagate and everything else. Pizzagate was one of the fucking defining moments of the QAnon movement where, you know, they talked up this dude and a guy in North Carolina, you know, tin hat wearing motherfucker believes this shit to be true, rolls up to Washington, D.C., to Comet Pizza, you know, a place where kids are playing, they've got ball pits, they serve pizza, all that kind of stuff. So they roll into this fucking Comet Pizza and start shooting and want to save the fucking kids that are in there. And the goddamn kids that are in there are fucking imaginary because there were no sex slaves in the basement because they didn't even have a fucking basement. Because <laughs> there was no, but no, no, man, no. It's all, it's, it's, you know, it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for what's. They're going in on. the basement, but like, what that really means, right? That's my favorite. That they're not there. You got to be able to read between the lines. If you're too Before stupid to read there. between the lines, if you're too stupid to understand what he really meant. Well, um, that's that's the thing about the QAnon post is it's almost like, uh, I mean, oh, it's like <laughs> fortune telling. It's, yeah. it's so fucking vague that you can – each one I read, I was like, well, fuck, I could, I could interpret this about 13 different fucking Here ways. Here is your horoscope. Yeah. So what it does is going to happen. What mm-hmm. it does when you put out these anonymous, vague posts, it encourages the people who are already in this shit to begin with – to come up with the fucking wildest conclusions that they right. can out of it because literally their imagination has right. run wild and the crazier it is, the more the other 10 hat motherfuckers love it. 
Well, and we're 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 seeing a war waged on science and logic. Now, I saw something that someone said the other day that I really like. They said scientists can be bought off just like politicians, and that is a fact, right? These motherfuckers get their grants, they get their money, they will they will produce the results that 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 enough of with enough truth in it that then the bought off politicians can do what they want with it, right? But it, and it happens all the time. It happens all the time in the pharmaceutical world, right? You get you get scientists go, eh, yeah, sure, checkbox. There, there, but, there, there can be because it's like, well, there is, yeah, there but, is. right. Well, see, but the thing is, is most of the time, uh, what you will have some of these people do, and because I'm not going to sit here and bash all scientists, because well, no, and that's, and I, I don't I, want. I, I, I think you know uh, science is about reproducible results, but right, and that's what when it, that's you, my point. Right, is that you have all someone, scientists just because right. one scientist got bought off or one politician. My point is, is that when you've got ten separate fucking studies that say X, and you get all these people that say, "Oh, the scientists are bought off," and that's bullshit and whatever. It's like, guys, ten separate fucking scientists with reproducible. Anybody with a well, small lab in their basement can fucking prove this. You know, it, it's just different than buying off one fucking politician who starts throwing out bills and, and uh, lobbying, you know, the, the lobbyists or whatever. But the my point is just that we're seeing a war against science, logic and just common fucking sense right now. When people say, well, the fuck those scientists, they're wrong and they're libtards and whatever. And it's like, wow, OK, so we're just going to ignore it now. Well, you know, and that's. That's from, you know, that's from the, I'm going to call back to an earlier episode. That's from the fucking dumb and proud folks. Absolutely. Because it's like, listen, I can take, you know, one of the most basic things in science, uh, in chemistry specifically, is uh, neutralizing an acid. So I take a known volume of sulfuric acid and to neutralize an acid, you add a base. It does not matter if I'm a Democrat. It does not matter if I am a Republican. It doesn't matter if I'm from the fucking Republic of Zimbabwe. It doesn't matter who, what, or where I am. It's going to take the same volume of a base to neutralize that acid no matter where the fuck that I'm at. But oh, yes, yeah, there there is a lot of bad science out there. Of course, there is that that um, where you have, you know, it's because scientists you you're always doing a study and you're always looking for funding to do your study, and right. sometimes right. there's not just there's just not a lot of shit out there. So you'll have somebody that comes to you like uh, you know a sugar conglomerate. And they they want a study about what well, and how sugar we'll use, is safe for it doesn't cause this right or we'll use um, we'll use a real world example for, for here we'll use high fructose corn syrup um, high fructose corn syrup it's basically essentially just another sugar you know it's it's not any better for you or any worse for you than any other sugars but let's say mm-hmm. that they want to take away from uh, some of the arguments that are going on out there. So what they do is they approach a, uh, you know, some sort of research group and they say, Hey, we've got a $10 million grant. And what we want you to do is to research this. 
Well, they'll go out and they'll do all of this research, but in those particular types of studies, either one of two things happen. You have all these data points and you cherry pick the specific section of data points that you want for the result that they're looking for. And then you put that shit out there. But then just as easily, because this is one of the reasons why we hear these fucking conflicting stories all the time. Eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Coffee's great for you. Coffee's going to kill you. Wine's good for you. It's going to eat your liver. That's why we fucking hear this bullshit all the time, because you've got these different groups that are coming in. They lay out money and somebody's cherry picking these data points to put out the narrative that they fucking want. But the thing you get, you get 300, you get 300, you know, points that, you know, 299 of them say high fructose corn syrup is bad for you. But one of them says, but it won't, you know, kill your parents when they sleep. And that's the thing that, that the corn syrup people are going to run with. Right. Yeah. Cool. Corn syrup. It won't kill your parents while you sleep, you know? Um, And that's, and, and you're absolutely right. And I think that because of that, people have stopped trusting science. And I think the thing that is most apparent to me is, is watching the whole coronavirus thing and watching Fauci, you know, who I like, I like the guy. And I, maybe because I understand how science works. And if you listen to him talk, he's basically telling you, fuck if I know, dude, we're, you know, we're doing studies and shit. And some of the results say this and some of the results say that here's what I do. But because he's not like Trump and just says, you know, mask bad, mask good, whatever, we don't, it's like that demographic doesn't even want to listen to him, you know, and the whole, the mask debate um, fucking still is, uh, sorry, I was chuckling in my head because there's a montage out on social media of a bunch of news anchors saying mask debate. And the more they say it and the, the, the longer this thing goes, it turns in, you know, to masturbate. And I'm a 12 year old. So that fucking amuses the shit out of me. <laughs> but, you know, the whole thing with the mask debate and, and how fucking far politicized that's gone. And again, I, I always go back to the same argument of surgeons since the days of like Joseph Lister. Um, surgeons have been putting covers over their face when they're cutting you open. That's not to protect them from your guts. It's to protect your guts from them. And, you know, and the whole, well, if you're wearing a mask, why the fuck should I? Cause you trust your mask, right? You trust your mask. The people that, that are anti-mask get so wound up about it. I'm kind of pro mask, I guess, as, as far as personal choice. And I don't get upset about it. I'm not going to argue with you about it. It's your choice. You do what you want to do. I'm going to wear mine. And hopefully we fucking get through this 20 years from now, all of the fucking Monday morning quarterbacks are going to be right about everything. Right. Because 20 years from now, when we're looking at all the data in hindsight and we've got that bigger, you know, sample of it, we're going to see where we went wrong and what, what we could have done better, et cetera. But much like your, much like your seatbelt analogy, Adam, um, I don't expect to be in an accident when I'm in my car Right. But I still put my seatbelt on because it's a matter of numbers. And, you know, the government can't tell me what to do, bro. I'm not wearing no fucking seatbelt. I'm a sovereign citizen. If they try and do that to me, I'm right. Uh, and you got to wonder, do these same people not wear condoms and seatbelts because, you know, someone says that they should. But it's about who the someone condoms. is. Hmm? They definitely don't wear condoms because there's a fucking lot of them. The, the stupid people. <laughs> 
stupid people are outbreeding the smart ones rapidly. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. There's no, you'll get no argument from me on that one. Um, uh, Mr. Lester, I, I, I think you just found the title of the episode. They don't wear condoms. They don't wear condoms. I don't know if we can call it that. I don't know, I don't know if, Let's find out. Why don't we just put it, and then when they tell us we can't, then we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, uh, you, can, you can always get away with it once, right? Uh, yes. Stupid people breeding. It's... Um, it's wild, man. It's it's interesting uh, times, to say the it, least. I, and I would encourage anybody that's listening to this, go out, educate yourself. Uh, look look for data. Um, uh, get a basic understanding of science and, and, and how it works. And do what you can to be a responsible citizen because, I, you know, I, I always have been. I always will be about fighting for Trump, fighting the dumb. Uh, because here's the thing, you know, it's like uh, I've I've known a lot of people who went into a law enforcement career and they wanted me to go that path as well, and I never did, never wanted to, because I cannot stand to deal with fucking stupid people who will defy logic and stand on some dumbass belief to justify whatever it is, the stupid shit that they're doing. That's We're basically all of law enforcement. They, so. and, but, you know, and it's like, that's, that's it, you know, it, it, for the most part in law enforcement, that's your fucking job, dealing with fucking stupid people all day long. Like your boss. Yeah, and all of your coworkers and everyone that you come across. I will give cops some credit in the sense that if you live in a world where everyone is lying to you and, you know, and where everything that it's an impossible position. Well, you tend to, you tend to run into the worst case scenarios all the time. Right. And you don't get called out to the family that's getting along. Okay. And not doing drugs and not, you know, peddling prostitution and, you know, not speeding and et cetera. You're, you're, you tend to, it's like, I was telling somebody, right. I've got an umbrella policy for my insurance and I'm, I'm debating on whether or not I need it. And, um, it's, yes, I have insurance on all of my umbrellas, Adam. And, uh, but it was, I was talked into it by when I worked for an insurance company in it, um, I was talked into it, but these are people that have been working in it for 10, 15, 20 years and have seen all of these wild fucking claims that have come through and the, the crazy shit that can happen to somebody. And they're not wrong, right? That's the thing. They are not wrong in their thought process, right? Um, it, but it, it, I do believe it skews your uh, Right, because somebody... Same with cops, right? Somebody is having... Oh, it's, it's like, I, I guarantee you... Almost everybody in any kind of a major city right now, there is at least a, one lawyer that you would consider an ambulance chaser who has commercials on the TV all the fucking time. And yeah. when you hear, you know, Big Dick McGee, that's that's the name that I'm going to use for Esquire. my imaginary lawyer. Big, Big Dick, Dick McGee, McGee Esquire. got me $1.5 million. Well, here's the thing. If you check your auto policy 
uh, or any of the other policies that you got, you've got coverage limits on those. And uh, for people that may not necessarily know what an umbrella policy is, an umbrella policy is an insurance policy that kicks in after it hits the limits of your other policies uh, to where, like, say, uh, Dan's driving down the road one day and he's got his umbrella policy and uh, he picks up something and drops it, looks in the floor for it, runs right into the back of a car, uh, and then somebody comes out paralyzed from that. Uh, so and this particular person was a carpenter. And in this imaginary carpenter paralyzed scenario, that guy can't work again for the rest of his life. And let's say he's 28 or she's 28. I don't care. Um, They're going to sue you for their income for the rest of their natural life, plus all the medical bills. Right. So your standard uh, coverage policy that you would get uh, to meet the minimums of the law is like $50,000 or something. Yeah, it's actually kind of low in the grand scheme of things. Right. Uh, And, you know, there's even vehicles that you can run into that are running around here in Denver (laughs) if you fucking totaled it. Uh, You know, because make no mistake about it, you know, I came from Alabama and I probably saw one Lamborghini the entire time I was in Alabama. I've seen fucking Lamborghinis out here. I've seen Ferraris out here. I've seen Maseratis out here. Uh, I've seen all sorts of high-end cars. Closer you get out to like Aspen and Breckenridge, the the, the thicker they are. And and that was a thing down there in Naples in, in Florida where I was living and working is that it's a very affluent area. So exactly, Bentleys and shit like that running around, right? So yeah, they had incredible amounts of insurance. And one of the things that one of the women told me, she told me like about the loss of wages, right? I hurt somebody bad enough and I have to pay for the next 50 years at, you know, 75,000 a year plus inflation, whatever, right? I'm getting into the three, $4 million category and I, I could wind up getting my wages garnished and all that. And I'm not saying that it can't happen, but that's the whole game of insurance, isn't it? Right. It's, it's about numbers. It's about how much do you drive? What, what, uh, you know, how do you drive? I've, I've, I've towed a lot of cars, had a lot of speeding tickets back in my twenties. Um, since then I've, I've got a class A CDL, um, you know, no points, etc. I've, I've calmed way the fuck down in, in the way I drive. I'm actually a pretty, um, pretty decent driver, I think, but there's actually a study that claims that most people will say I am a good driver when they are absolutely terrible fucking drivers. Uh, was a, I was a licensed driving instructor in the state of Ohio. That was a blast of a fucking gig. Let me tell you, taking 15 year old kids out, you know, that some had never been behind the wheel of a car, but oh god. so it's a, it's a numbers game, right? You got to decide where it's at for you. And when I look at what I'm paying a month, uh, in my insurance premiums, it, it definitely makes me wonder, you know, but point being is that any industry you're in, you know, you if you deal with a certain demographic or a certain kind of thing all the time um, in the field that I'm in, I was literally in the field for a while. I was, I would go to people's homes and it was even that 
kind of was enlightening and, and eye-opening, right? You, you see, it made me realize that, you know, even when my apartment's dirty, it's not as bad as it could be. Um, when you go into homes that are truly, you know, like the television show Hoarders and things like that, um, you you get a different perspective um, as to how, um, how people live, you know. Um, I don't have the... Adam just accused me of being the Zodiac killer. Uh, <laughs> and I, I really, besides not being old enough, um, math. Yeah. Old, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what the Zodiac killer would say. <laughs> um, I don't have the commitment to anything. I would go life. out to people's homes right? for no, no reason. No just reason. go to, just definitely just to didn't go. kill them. Definitely didn't, did not. Uh, that's in my Tinder profile. Actually, a friend of mine, she thought it was hilarious. She said, um, she said, you should put in your Tinder profile. Uh, absolutely. She said, it's, you can put a quote in there for me that says, absolutely will not murder you and shove your body in his basement. And so, <laughs> of course, me being me, it is the last line on my Tinder profile. Um, uh, we'll totally not murder you in his basement. And then it's attributed to Sarah, former friend and, uh, or former friend and former coworker. So, <laughs> but it's, you know, the thing is, is that if, if you don't find that kind of stupid humor funny, we ain't going to get along anyway. So fucking yeah. swipe left y'all. So swipe left y'all. Swipe left on these motherfuckers. Swipe dude. left on these motherfuckers. Yeah, I think it's about time to call it. Yeah, I'm sick of looking at your faces. Man, that hurts my feelings that I totally have. Both of them. Hate the anger and the, uh, and the depression. <laughs> Until next time, gentlemen.